Hi, it's episode 13, season 3 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, making his debut, David Hughes from South Carolina. Hello. Welcome, David. Right, before before we crack on with, with, with um, this week's podcast, um, how did you get bitten by the Spurs bug? You, know, you, you, you live in the States, but I'm, I'm right in thinking you're originally from, from Wales, is that correct? Yes, I'm originally from Anglesey. Uh, North Wales, it's the island that always gets left off the weather maps on uh, on British TV. Um, no, my dad is a, a Spurs fan, and so um, it's carried down father to son now. So um, I've been following Spurs ah, since he took me to my first game, probably 1993. No, it was 1990-89, something like that. Cool. Uh, and you're, you're now living in the States, but you're, you're still following Tottenham. Absolutely, yeah. We've got, we've got a good group here in uh, the Charleston area. Actually, all of South Carolina. We've got a good good following with, with Spurs here. Okay. Um, so, um, <laughs> where should we begin? But with yesterday's match against West Ham. Um, what a game. What a game. Um, so... Um, where did you where did you watch it? I watched it at home. Um, I ended up having to record some of it. I had some stuff to do, but uh, yeah, I watched it at home. Um, I thought it was uh, a decent performance. I thought it was. Uh, it, it, we're still. It seems like that game against City could have been the leaping off point, but it seems like the last few games we've really struggled um, to get results. And that was just another uh, another example yesterday. Hmm. So, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I was I was I was there yesterday, and it's obviously the last the last time that we will play West Ham at White Hart Lane. I suppose unless we draw them in the FA Cup. And I've got to say, we were very lucky to get out of jail. Um, it was very frustrating for 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 long periods of that match. Um, I don't. I don't think West Ham were particularly good, um, but we weren't at our best, and and I think it must have been. I don't know. I, I lost count. The eighty fifth, the eighty seventh, something like that. Um, when they're two one down, and sorry, when they're when they're two one ahead, and and our fans are starting to leave, and their fans are goading our fans and 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 singing, "Is there a fire drill?" and all of that, and then. In the matter of minutes, it becomes two all and then three two. It just shows the fine line between losing and winning. Um, yeah, I think that's become the Premiership um, as a whole. I think the parity between the teams is is there. Um, you rarely see a team romping away with it anymore. Um, the way I looked at it yesterday was, um, you know, it was hard to pick out a man of the match 
but it would have been equally hard to pick out the worst player we had on the field. Um, it's one of those things that those performances are are not particularly bright and they're not particularly good, but but nobody's particularly poor either. Um, so like you said, just muddled through and, and, and got, got away with a little bit of luck at the end, I think. Yeah. So. I mean, let's... Okay, let, you know, I always like to look at the positives. Let's... You know, it's still 12 matches unbeaten. I know that that's that's starting to annoy a lot of people. A lot of people say, "Well, yeah, you're unbeaten," but don't, don't keep don't keep quoting that because we've drawn a lot of matches. Well, at, we we won yesterday, so at least we can come away saying we won the match. Um, we're still what three points off the leaders. I know that Chelsea are playing at the moment, but three points off everybody else at this stage of the season. That's still a very good position to, to be in, and 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 unbeaten. And yeah, sometimes you've got to. Sometimes you will play poorly, and you will you will get results, and that's the mark of teams that do very well. And sometimes you need a bit of luck in football. I'm sure there'll be times this season, and there were times last season where we played really well, but we ended up with with a point, or or, or maybe with no points. So um, I'll I'll take that all all day. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Now we had some questions around the game on. From, from from listeners, Terry Whitty in Brazil asks, is this the start of turning one point into three? Well, I would hope so. Um, you think after a little while of doing this, you, you the team learns how to win, how to turn those one points into three. Um, I thought that was the City game. That's the best I think we've played mm. in three or four seasons that, you know, that I can remember. Um no, I think, if anything, a really positive thing to take away from the game is that we can show, we've shown that we do have the capacity to bring in players who are not necessarily, you know, starting 11 um, on any, you know, given Saturday or Sunday, and uh, they can come in and do a job for us. I think that was, uh, that was a huge positive of yesterday, and I think that that shows that we can start turning those games into, into three points. I mean, in a sense, you know, if you if you take that Man City game where, we, as you say, we played really well, since then we haven't really been at the races. I, I would say probably the first half against West Ham, West Brom, we 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 did quite well, yeah. but generally it's either been poor or or, or just average. Um, yeah. Now, if you consider that every every team, even the best team, even the team that's going to win the league at the end of the season, they will have a period over that course of the season where they will not. Well, they will have a period where they're not playing as well as they can, or yeah. or they're not getting the results. And hopefully, this has been our period. And hopefully, we've got it out of the system. And I really do hope that this will be the turning point. And sometimes you need that win. You need that scrappy win. Yeah. Um, I think we needed a performance two weeks ago against Arsenal. Um, that was that was good. It was character building. It was good on the back of the Leverkusen game. And this, I think, is important. And hopefully, we we can push on. Um, Question from John Steggles. He says, I'll admit to choking up a little when Wink scored. Um, and then he says, a good debut? I think if you score in the debut, it's a good debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't matter what level you're at. Um, I think, you know, he was in, yeah, he was in the right place at the right time. But um, I thought he showed, uh, you know, some, uh, he showed some class uh, going forward. Um he is one of those players that we need that can go at a defense. Um, yeah. We don't have a whole lot of uh, that 
you know that, that those players that can really penetrate the box and and really get get behind the defenders and I thought he showed good uh, moments of, of class as far and, and moments of good vision for a young player yeah I think so I, um, about 18 months I think it was 18 months ago I, I saw winks in a in a youth game and I was impressed then and I've been I was always looking forward to him breaking into, into the first team. It didn't really happen last year because he had injuries. Um, this season, whenever he's played, um, this was his first Premier League, um, certainly his first Premier League start. So I'm not sure if he's appeared. Maybe he's, 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 he's come off the bench in other games. I can't remember. But certainly it's his, it was his first Premier League start. But but in the Cup games, Gillingham, I know it's only Gillingham, um, Liverpool even, where he's had cameo performances, I, I've always been impressed with him. And yesterday, he showed. I thought. Uh, yeah, firstly, he he he's always got a hunger. He's always asking for the ball. Yeah. If you look off, not so much what he does with the ball, but he's always asking for it. He's not one of these players that goes missing. He, he's he always wants the ball. And as you say, he's got good vision. He's always looking to pass f- forward. So I, I I think there's a real good player there. And it's quite ironic. And this just sums up. Not our fans necessarily, but football fans in general. But just before he scored, there was a passage of play where he had the ball. Um, I haven't actually seen this on the highlights. So I'd like to watch it again. But um, I distinctly remember he had the ball and he passed it. And the pass went, went astray. I don't think, personally, I don't think it was a poor pass. But it was just, you know, sometimes you try something it doesn't, it, it doesn't pull off. Sure. As soon as he did that, fans in and around me were screaming and shouting and moaning. Literally seconds after that, he's in the box and he scored. And yeah. it just it makes a mockery of the people that criticise <laughs> players and, and, and so forth. So, um, yeah, I think he had a good debut. Um, okay, bit of a loaded question, but Chris, Chris Cowell, what are the panel's thoughts on Dyer, Wanyama, Conundrum um, when t- Toby's back? Um, okay, um, I think... Toby's back in the side. Um, I think you have to have him there. He is uh, an integral part of our defence at the moment. I think Vertonghen plays off of him. Uh, Dyer and Vertonghen play off of him very well. Um, I thought Wanyama looked a little bit raw at times. Um, I thought Ron, he's, he's obviously very physical, very skillful. Um, I, I, I just thought he, like you were saying with Winks... Wanyama got a little bit lost there from time to time. Um, I think, you know, um, Toby has a little bit of, of, a, of a more stable playing style, and I think that suits us down to the ground. Hmm. One thing I thought yesterday, um, see, I like Wanyama, but a lot of people, I think he divides some opinion among some of our fans because um, yeah. they they like... I don't know whether it's nostalgia about last season with Dyer playing in midfield, and, and I think they want to return to last season's team, Dyer and Dembele. And some some feel that Wanyama has come in and, and broken up, you know, broken up what we had last year. But I think his contribution is 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 very good. Um, when Toby's back, well, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a place for for, for Dyer, and, Dyer and the team. If if it's not if he can't compete with Toby and Jan, which I suspect they will always be the 
the, the two centre backs if we're playing with a back yeah. back four that will start, then I'm sure he will he will either play with Wanyama or depending on who else is is or isn't available or. or He'll he'll battle it out with Wanyama, and I think that's only a good thing. And I, and I don't suspect Wanyama will play every match because he's going to get suspended. You only have to look at his track record at Southampton. Um, he he's a yellow card away, he's a tackle away from um, from from suspension. I don't mean that literally, by the way. So if anybody um, um, <laughs> quotes me quotes me back at that, I don't mean that in the literal sense. But he's he's you know he, he has that propensity to. Yeah. To get suspended, well, you. I think you have to look. You have to keep an eye on keeping Dyer in the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just he's got to be one of the most stable players we have. Um, he's another one who never has a poor game um, that I can really think of. Um, he's always, uh, you know, his is he's. Intense. I like his level of intensity. Uh, he saw it for England this week. Um, but I think he's got a head about him. I, I really like Dyer. I think he's he's really come a long way for us. Mm. Um, Chris continues to, to, to say, um, add, the Janssen-Kane experiment, would it be unfair to judge playing both together after what was a poor first half, no width, no service? Um, did... Potch get that first half selection tactically wrong. He goes on to say, with the injuries we've had, new additions, trying to settle, Winks looks actually very useful, which we said earlier. And then he goes on to say, who's nailed on in the midfield, up top, and works best together as we hopefully get back to full strength? Um, I think he's... Okay, so there's a lot there. Let's break that up. I think Janssen and Kane, I, I think that first half they just didn't get the service. I don't think much either did very well anything wrong um Janssen I think there was a period I think in the second half where he was being a real menace and there were several West Ham players around him and he and he was holding up the ball and then he was tackling and and he was being a real nuisance and and I think his work rate we can't you can't question that however ultimately he's a striker and we judge him on goals and Kane scored two Kane scored three goals in the last two matches Okay, albeit two of them are penalties, um, and, and, um, and and another one uh, from open play. Um, Janssen hasn't scored, so you know. Um, yeah. Well, I think you know when. Who did Janssen come off? Uh, come come off for? Was it Son that came on for Janssen? I think it was Son. I'm trying to remember our substitutions. Son came on yesterday. Um, I think it was Son, but I'll have yeah. to double check that. I think that Son is the difference maker up front. Um, so I I don't think it's entirely fair to let Janssen kind of bear the full brunt of, of him not scoring anything yet. He, you know, Harry Kane uh, only created, only got in a spot to get a chance because of the work that Son was doing. Um, Son has come in he's getting around the back he's he, he's finding those angles he's getting down the byline putting in nice crosses uh which is what you want as a forward you know um you look at our forward line before that they're going back into midfield to look for the ball because um, they got no service i mean did, what do you think i think that i mean yeah they, they they didn't get any service and i think part of the problem yesterday was 
Um, both our fullbacks were were, uh, were, were, were were pushing up and giving us width. Yet there was nobody a there to support them and and be there as an outlet. Yeah. And I know that there's a constant thing. You, you'll, you'll hear this in social media. You'll hear this, um, I'm sure, in pubs and 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 and, and matches. And people are like, "Well, we don't play with any. You know, well, where are the wingers? Where are the wide players?" Okay, I've got news for people. We don't. We haven't played with wingers for a while. Um, yeah. We don't yeah. play with that system. However, what 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 we do have is players like Ericsson and Lamella. Who yes, they do like to come in, but generally Son as well. But they will also support. The fullbacks, yeah. and yesterday, I, I think where this is just my opinion, but I think that where that where Pochettino got it wrong was we were a bit too narrow in in the team selection. So you had two strikers up front, um, which if you're going to play that system, firstly they need to play together and they need to understand each other's game. And to be fair, they haven't played enough together. I think they started against Crystal Palace um, together. And I think they finished the game against Everton at the beginning of the season together. But, but they don't generally play together, so that they need to get to know each other's game. But they also need service. And if you look at the rest of the selection, you had Eriksen there in sort of create, you know, as a creative player, and then you had Dembele, Wanyama, and Winks, all of whom tend to hog the centre of the park. Yeah. Um, and there was very little. You know, I thought Winks played well. I thought Wanyama did what he does, and I thought Dembele. Um, I don't think he had his best game. I don't think he played poorly, but I don't think he had his his, his best game. He came off, as I recall. Um, but I I just think that was a bit overkill. I think they should have been. Um, I know he was constrained by the fact that Lamella was injured, but for example, I would have played let's say Wanyama and Winks for the sake of argument and not play Dembele. Just purely I'm saying that for the sake of argument. And okay. then instead have somebody like Son. Yes. You know, we yeah. normally have that. We normally have an Ericsson um Lamella Ali or a L- Ericsson uh Ali Son, for example. We normally have some sort of I think I thought we lacked that creativity and the full backs were isolated quite often, so we couldn't get balls into the box. And if you don't get service as a striker, it becomes very difficult. It does, it does. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. Um, I think the games where we have looked most dangerous is where we have a Son or an Ericsson or a Lamella going at the defence, um, making it hard for them. Uh, at the moment, we have we play really good football up until the edge of the 18-yard box. Yep. And then for some reason, it starts to break down. I think when we have an Ericsson or a Son or a Lamella who go hard at the defenders, who put the defenders on their back foot a little bit, it does create those spaces. And and I think that's when we've looked at our best. Um, like you said, another whole, sort of a holding midfielder, but central midfielder, Dembele, uh, was in there, who I thought played very well, but I thought that Son was more effective when he came on. The... the- the latter part of Chris's question, he says about um, who's nailed on in that midfield. Now, I, I, I still think it's interesting because we've had, we've had different. You know, we've had four two three one. We've had four one four one. We've had, um, we've had two strikers. There's been various permutations this season. Some of that have been have been down to Potter's hand has been forced because of. Um, 
you know, we had Musa Dembele suspended at the beginning of the season. We've had injuries, more suspensions with Sissoko, um, and and we've even played with a back three before. I still think that our strongest, if you take last season, you know, I think that the the Dyer and Dembele sitting in front of the the, the back four. The three across the midfield, let's just say Ericsson. Yeah, last season it was Ericsson, Lamella and Delhi, And then Kane up front. I still think that's probably our strongest formation and strongest um, team, albeit, you know, who's available and form and uh, uh, and and even the opposition to some degree will, will dictate that. What I think, though, is with Sun this season albeit it hasn't done it always consistently and particularly what we saw with Winks yesterday I think it's given Pochettino food for four he's, he's got some options now hopefully absolutely yeah I think um, you know Winks has, has shown that he can play in the first team yeah uh, and you know that's that's always a good thing to keep uh, these players on their toes I mean that's a part of it and Winks doesn't this is maybe a bit harsh on Tom Carroll but last year Tom Carroll came into the team a few times and he did he did okay, and I'm talking about in the Premier League, not in the well, actually even in the Europa. But there were times when he came in and he did okay, but he, he looked lightweight. Now, if you look at Winks physically, yeah, he's he's tiny, but he doesn't yeah. look like he's a pushover. He, he he looks as though he can play, he can mix it up with with, with the best in the Premier yeah. League, I, and, and I think that's where he, he's got the edge over Carroll, who, who didn't even make the bench yesterday. Um, yeah. Okay, before we jump on the next question, um, one observation I had, um, I don't know if this came across when you were watching it, Um, one of the frustrating things for me yesterday was, um, and I thought, again, back four played very well, Dyer was solid coming in for, for, for... for Toby and I thought the fullbacks did really well. I, th- I think the fullbacks were, were particularly Rose were, were our best players on the pitch. But um, I think defensively, I thought the, the goal that they scored, um, the first one, I thought that was pretty poor defensively. Yeah. I think we should have cleared the lines and we didn't. And there was what two West Ham players unmarked at the far post, and one of them scored. So that was frustrating. The other thing that I found frustrating was our tendency to try to play it out of the back too much. Um, sure, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm not. I don't believe in hoofing the ball long, and I, and I do believe in playing the ball out of the back. But there were times yesterday where Lloris would have the ball, he'd play it short to Jan, and the West Ham players were were pressing us, and they were doing exactly what we did to Man City at home, and it was making life difficult for Jan. In fact, that caused the first goal because he had to kick it out, and it went for a throw in, which then led to a corner and and, and, and their goal eventually. Um, and there were other moments where yeah, Lloris kept p- playing it short rather than kicking it long. And yeah. their players were closing us down. And I think we should have been a bit more savvy to that. I think you're right. I think, you know, when you're in that situation, um, the long ball obviously uh, is not the the main emphasis of our game but you have to mix it in there you have to you have to play it long at times if not just to put take a little pressure off your defense i'm not saying hoofing it up when there's nothing on but if you're seeing stuff on um and you've got that in and around the back of the defense i mean it, it keeps the defenders the, the opposition defenders in midfield on their toes um they know that they can't slowly drop back if, if you're going to catch them quickly um you know and 
I don't remember a case where we did break out very quickly yesterday. But uh, yeah, I think you know it's it's a good thing to keep in your arsenal. Oh, sorry for that. <laughs> but uh, it's a good thing to keep in your in your tool bag as far as breaking away quickly. Uh, I I, um, I wonder in that sense how much we're missing Toby because when he's got the ball, you know he 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 will play it long, and I don't yeah. mean hoof it. I mean he will pick out normally Deli Alley. Um, yeah. So we didn't, we don't have that outlet, and yeah, the other thing you, you just said was at times we were slow, and I think that was that wasn't good in our in our build up. Um, okay, David Phipps asks, do you believe that the gaffer has installed a never say die attitude, or, or were we lucky? I think a little bit of both. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Pochettino uh, is he's passionate. You know, as a player, he was passionate. Um, I like that he was a little bit naughty as a player. And uh, I think he's instilled that in the in in the group we have. Um, he, I, I, I think of, of you know when you look back at Sherwood where we were a bit foppish. Uh, this this side's got a bit more steel to it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I think it's served us well so far. I think um, the you only have to look at the the, the celebration and and and. What it meant to the players, um, and and just but just going right to the to the very end, you know that that is just I I, I often listen to the podcast. I you know I often make comparisons with 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 with, with the Man United team of, under Ferguson. You know, over, well, I, I say in the nineties, but actually over a, what twenty year twenty odd year period. Um, I, this is as good a team as any to make comparisons with because they won stuff, and I hope that Spurs can aspire to do that. Um, there are comparisons in there that you know United in the early nineties they had Fergie's fledglings and young English players coming through, and Pochettino has has brought a lot of young players through, but they also had this never say die attitude, and they would win leave games very late on, and they would keep plugging away and 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 getting results. I don't think we plugged away that much yesterday um as it was but we still still got the goals that that, that mattered. I I think actually yeah there was a bit of luck um and coupled with with the never say die attitude. I think the funny thing was I think when we when we equalized um, I felt we were going to score a second one, and I thought we were really on top of the game until the penalty. And then we were playing shit, and the way we were playing again at the very end, as soon as that goal went in and we equalised, I, I I expected another one to to, to come because I just expected them to cr- to crumble. And I think we had that in our locker. We just couldn't do it for the whole ninety over periods, but we could do it over short periods. It, you, you got that sense. Yeah, yeah, especially. Uh... You know, when we got that one back, um, there was a period of pressure that we put them on that was, I mean, they were just parking the bus back there trying to, to just get over, get over the, the, the period that we had. Um, you know, go, going back to talking about the youth system, I think when you look at the, the team coming through now, the boys have, a lot of the younger lads have been with the side for a long, long time. Um, I don't think you have to cultivate a uh, uh, a kind of do or die attitude when you have those players coming through the system. I think they have more of a tendency to 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 
on you know have loyalty towards the club like you were saying winks and then you look at the likes of harry kane um that youth system bringing boys through is is, is incredibly important mm. um okay just final question on 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 oh pun important west ham zach gasnola says how often can you burst an expectant bubble before it finally gives up <laughs> I tell you what, one one really nice thing we said earlier that so potentially it's the last unless we draw them in the FA Cup last game against West Ham at at White Hart Lane. Yeah, um, I was starting to, to worry they were becoming our bogey team a little bit there um, because we've had some really hard games against them the last three or four yeah. seasons. Um, you know, and when you. You know, I think it was what three or four seasons ago they beat us three nil. Yep. On uh, AVB, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna uh, burst that bubble anytime soon when they've had results like that in the last couple of years. Well, you know, the cream rises to the to the top, and right. um, and I think certainly that you know for them it's their cup final and they're very plucky, sure. so that so they'll they'll always be up for the game, but ultimately um, we're class and they're shit, so. Um, you know. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> you're right. The, the you know the class will tell out, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think they'll always, like you said, they'll always come come up against Spurs and, and expect to to get something out yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Even though, yeah, and hopefully more often than not, we'll, we'll we'll come out on top. But it but it's nice that that being the last game and, and their fans thinking psychologically that that's it, <laughs> and their abiding memory will be. That, that that they were two one ahead and they fucked it up um, as as as, yeah. as the Spurs fans were was were singing. Um, okay, looking ahead to our next two matches. So briefly, Monaco this week. Um, Monaco or bus? Can we can we can we go there and get a result? Well, we have to, I think. Um, if I mean you, I I haven't watched. I I'll be honest with you. I can't watch the European games because of my work schedule. But yeah. uh, um, I mean, if they want they want to continue, we've got to get something out of this game. Um, the question is, what what do you do now as a team? Do you lay back and concentrate on the league um, without wanting a drop in the Europa, or do you press forward and try and win every game you can? I think that is Pochettino. Is is he's going to press forward and get win every game he can? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, as a as a as a fan, I think we probably value the league more than anything else, more so than Champions League. At the end of the day, if we're yeah. struggling, um, I don't know. I think I'm just, I was just looking at the table, various permutations. So if if we lose, that's it. Yeah, we can't qualify. If we draw and Leverkusen draw, then it goes to the final match. Um, they and Leverkusen. Leverkusen. If, they, if Leverkusen draw, they'd move to seven points, and, they, and they, Leverkusen play Monaco in the final game. We if, and if we draw, we'd go to five points, and we play CSK, which is arguably a neat. So a draw might not be the end of the world, but it also would require Leverkusen to to either lose to Moscow or draw. Now I think they they drew the first game, if memory serves me. Um, but obviously, a win is what what we need. Um, yeah, you're right. I think Pochettino will, will will try to win both matches, and if we qualify all well and good, if we aim to win both and fall slightly short, then 
it's going to be the Europa, and I think that's just. I don't like the fact that we that that the team that's third drops into that tournament, but that's that it. Those are the rules. That is what it is. Yeah, it's almost a punishment for those <laughs> those teams to drop down into you. I mean, you know, I, I'm saying this from. We've we played in Europa plenty, but I think when you have those your sights set on Champions League football, and then you halfway through your season you're playing in Europa, yeah, it's a it's a bit of a disappointment for the fans. Yeah. yeah, unless I mean unless Pochettino does a Harry Redknapp, and if we do fall into the Euro- Europa, he 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 plays a weakened team, um, which yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I suspect he wouldn't do that, um, ah. and, and and we go out in the first knockout stage or. Weekend's not the right phrase. He 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 plays a younger team and gives opportunities to to others. Because let's face it, if we were still in the, the League Cup, players like um, Edwards, possibly, but certainly Carter Vickers, Onoma would would be getting opportunities. As it is, they'll have to wait till the FA Cup. So you never know if we if we fall into the Europa, it might be a blessing in disguise. Um, yes, silver lining, getting getting squad members playing time. Absolutely, yeah. The other side of it, if you look at it from Monaco's point of view, they are they're four points clear. Um, I'm not sure mathematically whether they've qualified, but they certainly haven't won the group. So I think from their perspective, they're going to want to win that match just to confirm qualification, but also um, winning the group. So it's not going to be easy. Um, and I don't think teams have got, particularly English sides, haven't got a good record of going there to and, and winning matches. Uh, prediction, prediction, prediction. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say we're gonna we're gonna go there and and grind out a one nil win. <laughs> uh, I like to say that. I think we're gonna draw. I think Monica's gonna go be again be on the back foot they know they they pretty much done their work in the 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 group format and uh i think they'll park the bus against us again like a lot of teams mm-hmm. okay we shall see. sorry we shall see right and then next saturday the the much hyped of sky news and sorry sky sports and 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 probably be hyping this up and building it up the the battle of the bridge and all that bollocks um chelsea um, we haven't beaten them in 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 26 years, which is pretty much all the time that I've been supporting Tottenham. Um, and we had a question on that from Richard Healy, who says, "Name two things that the team needs to do differently to the last 28 times we have played at Scumford Bridge. Rules and records are there to be broken. The time has to be now." Coys. I think uh, forget. You're playing at Stamford Bridge. Play them like you're playing them at White Hart Lane. I know that's easier said than done, but uh, I mean we've we've hammered them at the lane. Um, you know w- what makes the difference as far as uh, playing home and away? Um, it's psychological. You know, I, I think that you, you players go into a situation like Stamford Bridge with preconceived notions ahead of time and. I think if any manager can get us over those, it's Pochettino. I think he, he's got the right element of nastiness in him. Yeah. Um, 
to, to, to maybe make us a little bit more sociopathic, not, not worry about what the crowd is, is saying, not worried about, about the crowd noise. So. And, and do you know what? He's not, he, he doesn't care, and I don't think the players do, but certainly he doesn't. He doesn't care about the records and how long yeah. it's been because he's not playing that. And we're not playing all the teams. The, you know, 1990s, when we won there, Gary Lineker scored. Yeah, that it's been that long, you know. Um, Gary Lineker since sold crisps and presents TV programs in his underpants, and 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 <laughs> the world's moved on. Um, uh, so I think that's all relevant. Irrelevant. I'm sure the fans will talk about it. I'm sure the media will, will go on about the record. But we're not playing the record. We're playing the team. They're a good team. Um, they're a stronger team than they were last season. We're more than capable of going there and getting a result. Um, and I tell you what, okay, I'm I'm going to predict we're going to go there and get a win uh, for two reasons. No, three. One, I think we're capable of it, and I think that's what we'll do. Two, I think that um, you know, at some point, sooner or later, this this record that everybody goes on about, at some point, that record is going to be broken. Right? It might be next weekend, it might be next season, it might be season after, but at some point that will happen. Okay? Just as we, we, we hadn't won at Old Trafford for years and then we went on and won at Old Trafford, I think, what, two seasons in a row or yeah. something? So that's all by the by. Um, so that's second. The third reason is um, I'm going to Stamford Bridge on, on Saturday. Um, I managed to get a ticket yesterday. Um, which wasn't easy to come by because it was only season ticket holders only, and 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 unfortunately, I, I managed to get one. Um, so this is the first time that I'm going there. So in all that 26 years, I've this is the first time that I'll be watching Spurs at Stamford Bridge. So I'm going to bring the team luck. Yeah, so we're going to win. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go there and we're going to win two one. Period. <laughs> Goal scorers. Um, Kane, Kane, and then uh, Kane for Kane for both. <laughs> Kane for both, and the and and the own goal. I suppose. No, yeah. <laughs> I think if we're gonna break a break a streak, uh, which have Ericsson score as well, since he hasn't scored in what was it now eighteen games, seventeen, eighteen Premier League games. Yeah. So uh, that'd be nice, Ericsson score one and Kane score one. I, I, I can't argue with you, Jav. I, I can see us going there and winning. Yeah, um, I think uh, we've been unimpressive in Europe, but in the Premier League, uh, we've been steady. So, uh, come on. And we play better in these big games, whether that's Man City or or or, yeah. or, or Woolwich and, and Chelsea are a good team and they're gonna, it's going to be, it'll be a competitive game. Um, I hope Toby's back. Um, not on any reflection on, on, on how Dyer's played, um, but just a I would like him back anyway. But b he's he was um, he's really up for this game um, at the supporters. I didn't go, but um, uh, a friend of mine, um, Annette Smith, sh- um, she's um, part of Glasgow um, Spurs Sports Club, and last season at the end of the season, various um, supporters clubs they had um, representation at. At, at at Hotspur Way, and there was a gathering, and, and they got to see um, uh, it was an open training session, and, and they, they 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 were there when Toby Alderweireld was presented with his Player of the 
uh, um, Fans Player of the Year award, and and uh, apparently he he expressed his desire in no uncertain terms to want to beat Chelsea. So I really hope he's he's there. Um, okay, um, before we move on to a whole load of questions um, for more questions from listeners here's Bex with this week's update on Spurs ladies Hello it's Bex, a little bit croaky because I was at the West Ham game yesterday so understandably my voice isn't quite what it should be So the girls you haven't heard about for the last couple of weeks because of the men's international break so I'll just bring you quickly up to date with what has happened in the past before today's game the girls played in the Boo Avenue Cup two weeks ago. They played at Chessant of an evening. The opponents were Tombridge Angels. Um, to say resistance was minimal is um, a massive understatement. The girls ran out 14-1 winners with Nikita Winnett and Kelly Blanchfarer again scoring hat-tricks. It's the cup we won last year. It's renamed from the Ryman's Trophy. We won it last year. The girls are quite keen to obviously keep a handle on it. Um, and it was a good game for them all round. They followed that up last week with a league game away at Coventry. Uh, it was always going to be a lot tougher, obviously, in the same league. Coventry put up a lot more of a, a defence this time and Renee Hector scored the one and only goal in the game, which kept us nicely at the joint top of the league, which is always very nice. Today's game was another cup game. This time it was the quarterfinals of the Capital Women's Cup. We lost this final last year to Cholton. Um, the girls played Leighton Orient at Orient. It was a one o'clock kickoff. We ran out 2-0 winners. Goal coming from Renee Hector again and a second from Wendy Martin. So 14 matches played, a total of 81 goals scored. They're definitely the team to go watch this season. Never mind the lads who, you know, apparently need to be 2-1 down before they pull out their finger. But the girls are really rocking this this season. They've got no midweek game this week, but they do play next Sunday, the 27th. They play Swindon Town, and that's at Shrivenham and 2 o'clock kickoff. So hopefully another couple of goals to keep them high-flying, high-scoring. They are also unbeaten in the league um, to push for promotion this season. As usual, if you've got any questions, I'm on Twitter at BunchesBex, or you can contact me via the podcast Facebook page. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex, as ever. Right, let's finish off with some questions. Um, by the way, if any, any listeners want to send us questions, they can do via Twitter. Um, Twitter handle is at THF Podcast. They can, they can also contact us via the Tottenham Hotspur um, they can also contact us via the Tottenham Hotspur Podcast Facebook page. Um, Right, so we've got some questions from listeners. Um, Jack Latchford um, from the Echoes of Glory podcast um, he's sent a question in via Twitter. His Twitter handle is at LatchfordJ. Um, he says, Sol- I can't pronounce it, Solteri, Dyer, Bale or Kane. What's been the best last-minute goal against West Ham? Oh, I think, uh, it, gosh... Uh, you know, I got to go with the latest, um, the latest win. Um, you know, I could see a little bit of hope in the other games maybe, but, uh, I, I honestly thought it was done and done. Um, so I got to say Kane, um, I think not, not necessarily the most, the best quality last minute goal, 
But I think the drama of the situation and, um, you know, our last time playing them, I, I've got to say, Kane, yeah. Not your compatriot? No, no, you would think I would go for him. I, you think I'd be biased. No, no, I'm going, I'm going with Kane. Um, like I said, most recent and uh, the best in memory at the moment. I think the, the 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 Bale one is special and it's iconic. Not just the goal, but the celebration with with, with AVB. I'm going to go with Kane, but not his goal yesterday. But um, season before last, it was two all at White Hart Lane, and I think it was a week before the Capital One Cup final against Chelsea, and we played poor that day, and we were two nil down, and we pulled a late one back. I think it was Danny Rose. We were really poor. And then right in the 90-something or another minute, it was you know, injury time, and we had a penalty. And I was at the ground, and I was in the park lane, and I was just walking out, and, and just slowly sort of walking towards the stairs, but but still having an eye on what was going on. And then suddenly we get a penalty. Kane steps up and scores, and I was just jumping up and down, and, and it was just manic. So for me, that one was... was was special. I mean, it's difficult to gauge compared it to, is, you know, yeah. but that one I, I, I remember, yeah. so I, I'm going to um, go against one which isn't necessarily obvious. Um, go for one obvious. Um, Eddie Elsie, yeah. ignoring today's results and, well, yesterday's results even, and, and the last half dozen outcomes, but not the actual performance, are you happy with the way Mopo as the team playing for over 90 minutes. Shouldn't we be further forward based on the amount of time he's had with the squad? Um, I think that's, that's a good question. You know, um, we've had some injuries at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I think he's doing a bang-up job. Yeah. I've got no complaints with, with Pochettino whatsoever. Um, I think we are a little further forward than we were maybe at the same time last year. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things. We've gotten a little bit of a funk at the beginning of the season here, where we've we've had a few draws and and not the games have not you know the balls not bounced our way quite quite as well. Um, but overall, I I think the squad looks a lot better now than it did a year or even two years ago. Yeah, I think you know, last season I think we did we actually did better than we probably envisaged. Um, I know in the end we still got. The target, which was top four or third, in fact, in Champions League football, but we were we for most of last season we were second and 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 trying to trying to win the league, um, and that was a lot further than we envisaged. And yeah, there might have been other factors, like a lot of the other teams had poor seasons last season, but that's that's that, that, that that's just the way it was. Um, yeah. I think this season, maybe compared to last season. And I, I don't know. I, I think yeah, that ultimately we've, we've, we've just had an unsettled team. Um, I would like to judge Pochettino on the point at which we have all our players back and then, then we'll see. But no, I, I'm, I'm happy. I think, I think we're on track. Yeah, I'm very happy at, at the moment. I, I don't think there's much more he could pull out of this squad of players uh, without dipping back into the market again. And I don't see them doing that for a while. Okay, um, two questions here on Ran Ericsson. So, Nicky Merritt from Joe Berg says, Why does Pochettino continue to play Ericsson? He looks lazy and doesn't put in the work. He's certainly not the same player as last season and, and is frustrating at best. Should he be left on the bench? And if so, who would you play in his place? Um, similar sort of question, Nick Seal. How long do we play Ericsson to get through his poor spell? Also, if we 
if we do, who do we replace him with if we if we do drop him? Why not give Son a run um, in his position? Um, I think they they they're both very similar players. I think uh, Son's playing with a bit more confidence than Ericsson at the moment. Um, I honestly now the last two seasons I thought he was poor at the beginning of the last season. Yeah. I think there's more than a spell. Um, I actually went online to see if he'd had some kind of sickness or something because it, he just does, doesn't look the player he did three or when we when he, we first brought him into the squad. He just yeah. does three seasons ago, was it? Yeah, yeah, and 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 and, and in Pochettino's first season, I he, I think he, he played really well and got got. There was that period where we were winning a lot of games two one in Pochettino's first season, and there was he was got quite pivotal in that. And then we remember the was it the game against Sheffield United, the semi final, yeah, uh, the Capital One Cup. He scored. Um, he hasn't. You're right. If you go back to you know Swansea last season away from home, he scored those two wonderful free kicks. He hasn't scored any free kicks since then. Um, he hasn't had that many goals, so it's not just this season. Um, okay, so for me, he, Ericsson gets a lot of criticism from our fans because they say, "Oh, he's a bit, he's a bit, he, you know, he's, he's not hard enough. He doesn't go in for the tackle." Right. But he's not that sort of player. I don't expect. No. I don't judge him on that. I don't judge him from shirking away from those sort of challenges. For me, for me. It's his delivery. It's his his corners, his free kicks, his you know getting on the score sheet, that sort of thing, which I don't think he's he's doing as well as he can. Um, that being said, I don't think anybody, not just yesterday, but this season, any of our um, attacking players, whether that's Deli Ali or Ericsson, um, Lamella, even to some degree, Son. I know he's played well in parts this season I don't think any of them have on a consistent basis covered themselves in glory no. yeah Ericsson seems to be getting the stick um, I don't think that I think a spell on the on the bench wouldn't do him any harm and I think yeah we've got other options yeah probably Son if we yeah. had if we had them fit and we went for three players behind Kane then I would probably go for Ali Son and um, Lamella I think uh, I would agree with that um Ericsson, he has been fantastic for us. Maybe that's why the fans are giving him such a hard time at the moment. Um, you know, he has been that game winner. And when you do reach those heights, that's what your fans come to expect. They expect you, they expect uh, him to be knocking in free kicks every other game. And it's just not happening for him at the moment. He, uh, I think, like you said, it's... It, it, it's got to come a breaking point where he maybe does spend a, a, some some time on the bench just to get his. He's played very well for Denmark. I watched uh, him play in the qualifiers and I thought he was outstanding. So I don't know if where this mental block has come from with the Premier League. Um, I, I don't know if maybe he's succumbing to the physical demands maybe of, of Premier League football eventually. You know, it's been a couple of seasons, but uh, he's taken some knocks here and there and. You know that can affect the player like uh, psychologically. So we shall see. Question from Zach Casnola: When, when we are so dominant against a very good City side, what has changed since, to the extent that we didn't even register a single shot on target in the first half against a very weak side? Wow, that's the sixty million dollar question, isn't it? Um, what has changed? Not, not I. You know, I think. We've had some injuries result, you know, coming up to this game. Um, but yeah, I 
I gotta say, I was a little disappointed after the way we played against City to go into that kind of. I thought that was really our jumping off point, and um, I don't know, you know, like you said earlier, maybe we play to the opposition a little bit. You know, we we played down somewhat uh, against some of the opposition, got got really up for City, and then after that, um, started playing to playing to the opposition somewhat. Mm. It's. Yeah, if if we need if or if Pochettino or all the players need the answer to that question, we wouldn't be. Um, well, we would be further up the table, or some of those draws would would would, would be wins. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think just an unsettled team hasn't 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 helped. I think you've also got to judge each match. Is that each match is different? I think West Brom we played really well that first half, mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for, for for Foster making all those saves, it would be very very different. Bournemouth right. gave us a good game. Um, Leicester was frustrating. Yesterday was just poor. But hey, yeah, I think yesterday of all the league matches I think we've played since Man City, yesterday was the poorest. Yet, yet we won it. Yesterday was the one we got. So football's a funny old game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, let's move on. Ed Brad Janssen has now played 18 times for us. I don't know if it's that many, but it sounds about right. Um, we've had what 12 league matches, a few European and Cup ties. Yeah. Um, what are the view? What are the views of the panel on him? I can't remember him playing in more than three, to be honest, and that might be <laughs> might be an indication of mm. how much of an impact he's had. Um, he's struggling really struggling at the moment and um i can see him becoming another roberto soldado but not quite as well liked by the spurs crowd um he needs to find the goal and he needs to find it quicker he's going to be in, i think he's he's going to be out there the, 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 there's only so much you'll put up with a, a, a forward not scoring is you know you just can't have that sitting sitting around in the Premiership. Mm. Yeah, I think I think it's just spot on there. You know, for for whatever reason, Soldado had a soft spot in many Spurs fans' hearts. Yet the difference for me between Soldado and 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 Janssen is, although both of them ultimately, like I said earlier, both of them, you striker, you ultimately judge them on on on, on goals, and both of them weren't, weren't really hitting the back of the net. Um, on a regular basis, but Janssen does so much more. Uh, yeah. Yet nobody seems to our fans don't seem to give him any credit for that. Whereas Soldado didn't really do much else, um, right. which is fine if if you're if you're a goal poacher and, and and you just predominantly just put the ball in the back of the net and, and little else like say somebody like a Gary Lineker. But um, but if you're not getting the goals, then then you're going to come under criticism. The irony is Janssen does so much more, but it just doesn't get the credit. But I think I think he'll come good, um, but I think he'll play second fiddle to Kane, which moves us ni- nicely onto Lynette Keeler's question. She asks, given that we're relying heavily on Kane to score the majority of goals, despite having other options up front, do we need to look in look at another striker option in January, or do we keep playing Vinny and hope he finds his boots and then she, his boots soon? Um, she goes on to say, also, where the hell is GK George and Kundu? <laughs> Probably pronounced incorrectly, but hey, that's not the first time I've done that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't think we need another forward. Like, like you said, we have Janssen. Uh, he has been. He's had a fair bit of time, but 
you know, if I am going into the transfer market, I'm looking at another uh, attacking midfield player, um, someone who really can go at the defense with the ball at their feet, someone who is more direct, uh, that, that player who's, who's going to, who's going to find space in between uh, behind the defenders. Um, and I think with that, uh, the goals will come. I, I, I don't necessarily think with Janssen it's a matter of that he's just not finding the back of the net. He's just not getting the chances. Um, but I could be wrong. I think, you know, last season we didn't have a Janssen. We just had Kane. Yeah. So we're in a stronger position this year. We've also got Son, who we know can get goals. Um, I'm not convinced that he's a, a centre-forward. Um, and, you know, who do you buy in January, really? Exactly, yeah. Uh, the, the, I mean, who is there out there, you know? That's available, uh, that's not available, that's available but not at inflated price that, that a club is willing to sell in the middle of the season. Um, yeah, this is where your scouting network comes in and you've got to find that, that diamond, that, that player that no one else is looking at. Um, you know, I was thinking about that yesterday. I was watching the uh, the Liverpool game uh, for a short while because uh, it's the law. I'm from North Wales. I have to watch the <laughs> Liverpool game. Um, and uh, when you think about how easily they picked up Suarez uh, a few years ago, um, he was on nobody's uh, screen, you know, up until that point. Um, and Liverpool pick him up. And next thing you know, they're challenging for the, the title, um, a lot of it's got to you just got a lot to do with luck. I mean, you know, I, I like you said, I, there's no big names out there that are looking at, you know, real nothing that stands out. So, uh, you know, you, you, you just you have to rely on that scout network, rely on rely on the experts. OK, so let, let's assume we, we don't get anybody in January. Um... Kane is the main man, so yeah. leads us on to the next question. Sam Moore, who have we missed more in their absence this season, Harry Kane or Toby Alderweireld? I think Toby, by far. Um, we look a different team when Toby's not on the side. Um, Kane's one of those players who, who seems to find the right place at the right time, but but Toby is part of the engine room with, with Vertonghen. Mm. Um, I think we've looked poor at the back at times when he hasn't been in the side, whereas when he is in the side, we look solid. Um, I'm going to go for Kane. No, I don't disagree with anything, <laughs> with anything you said there. Um, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with every single word other than the fact that for Kane just brings us goals. And yeah, yeah. that goals win matches. Um, I would be more inclined to say Toby... If, if in Kane's absence, more people are chipped in with with goals. I know Son did initially, but then it's just we haven't really been getting many goals. Um, but that could have that could have happened with Kane as well. That that could have just coincided with the poor the, the way the team's been playing. But having said that, we played poorly yesterday, and Kane was on the score sheet. Yeah, I know one of them was a penalty, but he took it. He, he stepped up. He took it. He scored. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a good, certainly good, good question from 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 Sam. I think both of them are, are pivotal. Yeah. And and if and if we're going to win the league, which I still think we it's can do. Sorry. Yeah. 
I said, uh, well, it's it's a hard thing to compare, uh, you know, the, the loss of a, a key defender and the loss of a forward. A forward, you know, can go all day long doing nothing, mm. score a goal, and he's, you know, on he's in the headlines. The defender can have a great game. They, you know, makes one mistake and he's on the he's in the headlines for the wrong wrong reason. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a tough. That's a tough question. I think if we're going to win the league, both of those players are going to be pivotal. You know, you need your spine, Absolutely. and you you need Larice, Kane, um, uh, Toby, um, a fit Moussa Dembele playing at his very best. So, um, okay, let's see. We've got about half a dozen other questions to go through. I'm going to go through them very quickly. Um, apologies if we haven't read out your question. Um, Bex, Becca Braddock, are we missing Lamella? Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 he does bring that extra to the game. Um, we looked very flat yesterday and at times in midfield. Um, not much creativity. He brings that creative edge. Um you know, people people will have a go at him because you know that ever since the Rabona from the edge of the box, people are going to say he's you know he's he's all touch. But um, I I think he brings that added dimension to the side. Yeah, he's got that tenacity. Um, yeah. That, but also a bit like Winks, he's always looking for the ball. He won't go. Yeah. He won't go missing. High yeah. energy. Yeah. yeah, high energy. But yeah, I tell you where where. I see fans get frustrated when he tries something. It might be a simple pass. It might be a difficult pass and it doesn't come off, you know, and fans give him stick for that. And that really annoys me because he's, he's all, it, it doesn't prevent him though. He, he'll, he'll still ask for the ball. He, he, you know, he won't allow fans to get on his back. He'll, he'll still ask for the ball and, and it'll still keep trying. And, and eventually it pays off. Um, yeah, but you know he doesn't go for the simple pass or, or for the ordinary things. He's always looking forward, and and yeah, we are missing him. Um, I think that's, uh, that's a, a positive thing. I mean, this is at the end of the day, it's you know we're sitting, we're paying to be entertained, and uh, you know you've got to have entertainers like that in the team. They, they you, You've got to have players that are going to be willing to try something. Otherwise, the, the game becomes very dull very quickly. Uh, next question. Greg Taylor from Brazil. Which injustice against Spurs in a match still rankles you? Um, he says, I'm still furious about the Tongans disallowed goal against Sunderland, ruled offside when Jan was in his own half, when Paulinho played the ball foot forward. I haven't been so annoyed in a while. Uh, I, this last game, um, we should have had two penalties. Mm. And um, I'm not really wanted to, to have a go at the ref, but uh, they get a penalty for the exact same foul. Um, and I think the commentator said, anywhere else on the field, that's that's a free kick. Ha- uh, Kane twice. Um, and, you know, how much did that go into him... Uh, giving us the spot kick at the very end so very quickly. Um, I mean, he was pointing towards the penalty spot as soon as Song hit the floor. So, mm. uh, uh, yeah, those 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 two penalty uh, claims they they were quite frustrating. Do you know what? I, I completely. I'm glad you mentioned that because I completely forgot about the referee. So that was something that really annoyed me yesterday. Um, it was Mike mm-hmm. Dean who, in the past, has Mike been Dean. quite favourable towards us. I didn't realise it was him until halfway through the match somebody pointed out to me. Um, but I thought he had a really stinking game yesterday. Really poor. 
Um, as well as the incidents you mentioned, there was one point where Janssen went in for a tackle on, um, I can't remember which West Ham player it was. It, it was a tough but fair tackle. Um, and it was right on the touchline. And Bilic came out of his seat and yes. started protesting. He, yes. he got out of the technical area. He was on the pitch. He was confronting Janssen. Yeah. And Bilic should have been sent to the stands. I'm sorry. I've seen managers sent to the stands for far less than that. And, and Howard Dean did, did nothing. Well, he came out of his technical area. Yeah. He yeah, was yeah. on the field. So yeah. that's, that's ascending off yeah. immediately. Yeah. Um, no, you can't allow... As a, as a referee, you can't allow for games to start getting out of hand like that between, between rivals. I mean, it's it could have gotten very ugly very quickly. Um, for me, the one that really annoys me that just comes to mind, um, I can't remember exactly, it's a bit of a blur, but I think it was Chelsea in an FA Cup match um, 2012, a semi-final at Wembley, and I think they had a goal oh. which was given. I think it might have been John Terry, um, and it hadn't crossed the line or, or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and that really annoys me. And then I think they went on to score about five in that game or something like that. And ugh. Um, let's move swiftly on. Um, uh, ASD, um, from the Echoes of Glory podcast, um, at ASD the brand, says, when have you left early and missed something important? Um, now, he was at the game yesterday, and he <laughs> and he missed both our goals. Um, and my mate... Oh. My mate Joss, Joss Heddington, he was also at the match, and he did exactly the same thing. Um, he missed missed our missed our, our, our leveling and, and, and winning goal. Um, and he's also asked, "What's the biggest event you've missed at a game by leaving early?" Oh, wow! I, you know what? I don't. I remember maybe one time at Old Trafford leaving early. And United score, so that was actually a good thing to miss. Uh, that's years ago now. We're going back twenty something years, but um, nothing really stands out to memory aside from that one. I don't know about you. I okay, so I you know I, I don't like I don't like leaving matches early. Um, sometimes um, you're dictated by that. So if it's, if it's an away match and you've got a particular train to catch, and it's just a nightmare to get out yeah. get out of the stadium, then unfortunately you're, you're dictated by those things. If if it's on a school night and I've got to go to work the next day, sometimes it, it can be tricky and, and you need to leave a little a few minutes early. Generally this season, I, I've I've tried to make more of a concerted effort to avoid that happening. Um, not that it happens very often. Um, one occasion that it did was we played Lyon in a Europa Cup tie in 2013. Um, we won 2-1, two free kicks from Bale. Um, and... I think we were, we, yeah, we, we were one all up. We, it was, it was one all, and it was, I don't know, the eighty something or another minute. It didn't look like anything was going to happen. Um, and I left early. I had work the next day, and Bale scored another free kick um, and won us the match. So, um, oh, I must confess, I missed that. Um, you think our friends maybe were concerned about missing last orders? That's why they left. <laughs> possibly, possibly. <laughs> um, Right, final two questions. Um, okay, so looks like it's one for me and one for you. So this one, um, Davy, I am. I've Daisy, po- um, sorry, Davy McCarter. Davy McCarter. Yeah, yeah. I will, we'll go with that. Okay. It, it's actually it's actually Davy, but um, is it Davy? Okay. Davy, I think that's that's the, the the Irish spelling of it. And so, so Davy, incidentally, um, I'm going to meet him um, in in a few weeks' time um, at the Hull City match. He's coming over from from Ireland. 
uh, and we're going to watch the game together. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to meeting you. Um, asks um, this question for me: If you came across a burning building and Jenna, Jenna Coleman, and Toby Alderweireld were trapped inside, but you could only save one, who would it be? <laughs> now, uh, 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 I'm a fan of Toby Alderweireld. I'm also a fan of the actress Jenna Coleman. Um, yeah, for uh, me, it's a bit of a no-brainer because if something happened to Toby, we've established that we've got the strength and depth and Eric Dyer can come in. So I would obviously yeah. save Jenna Coleman. You know, Jenna but, Coleman, okay. Plus, she is the... Uh, she's the one on the, the new series about the Queen, is that right? Yeah, Victoria. And she was in Doctor Who, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, that's a good choice. Yeah. So I don't I, think you'd be able to carry uh, Toby, I wouldn't be. No, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I could carry, I could carry Jenna, and uh, and I could possibly sweet talk her into bed, and I wouldn't want to do that with Toby, um, and he probably wouldn't be interested. But but I, I I reckon I reckon I could I could I could with Jenna. Right. Final question. So we, we've had this we've had this question a few, few times before from Nick Nick Seal, and, and I've asked it. Um, I've answered it and I've asked others on, on the podcast um, but as this is the first time that you're on the pod Stafford I'm, I shall ask you the question um, so Nick Seal asks if you could be any Spurs player past or present who would you be? Okay this is where I'm going with uh, my uh, bias here I, I would be Bale I mean when you think about the success he's had um, the money Good Lord. I would have said Chris Waddle, but, you know, back then they, they were making a pittance compared to today. Um, I think his life is just anybody who's ever wanted to play football. You look at his life. Wow. You know, he's playing for Real Madrid. He's got Champions Leagues. He's, he's you know, led Wales to the semifinals of a European championship. I don't think it gets much better than obviously played for Spurs and been an icon. I don't think it gets much better than that. Mm. He's got. To, I've got to say, in recent years, he's been probably my favourite Tottenham player. Yeah. Um, and I, 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 I haven't seen. You know, even if the current crop, and I, th- I think what we've got now is a, is a, is a fantastic group of players, individuals, a fantastic team, a great coach, really good squad. But I don't believe maybe Harry Kane, but I don't believe we've got somebody that could just. Um, just win a match out of nothing. Yeah, it's just a complete match winner. I don't think there are many of those in world, world football. I think Messi, I think Ronaldo, and I think Bale. Somebody that can just pick up the ball. You know, Bale could just pick up the ball, run with yeah. it, smash it in. You know, and just out of nowhere, he could win you a match. Um, totally agree. Yeah, and it was yeah. just a pleasure and a joy to, to watch him. And as gutted as I was that he left us and part of me still hopes that he'll he'll come back even though I don't think that that's going to happen um I don't begrudge his move to Real Madrid um you know look at look at what he's achieved there um two two European Cups um what he's also continued to do with Wales um and he's just a fantastic player and and he's proving it on 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 the biggest stage um so yeah yeah, um, I was a little bit, you know, like like you, I was disappointed when he left. Um, and that, you know, question comes up: Who do you bring in? You know, you can have, have uh, 
you got one bail and uh, you get all that money in and just who who do you bring in? Who do you bring in to, to, to fill that void? And it's been, you know, since then we've finally kind of figured it out. I tell you what, to, to go back to Lynette Kilo's question, um, we yeah. need another striker. If he's available in January and he's missing the cold shit British weather, um, he's more than welcome to come back. I would take Bale back in a heartbeat. And yeah, he'll probably break the way structure. And yes, he might upset the team balance. I don't know that he actually would. I don't think he's that sort of player or that sort of personality. I would take him back in a heartbeat. And if he's available in January and we need another striker uh, or another forward player or somebody who's going to get us goals, I would take him back. Okay, period. Simple as that. I would, yeah. I think it would be madness to pass up on him. Um, did you hear that Ramsey might be going to Real Madrid? This that that's the talk now. So he may well be available. He may may well be up mm. on the transfer market. I think he signed a contract recently. I believe exemption. So um, I, I don't. I yeah. I, I and he seems quite settled in Spain, but. Hey, if if to answer Lynette's question, if 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 we need to purchase a striker in January, and I don't think that that player is available, but if if we could play fantasy for a minute, I would just take him in a heartbeat. Right, David, thank you very much. Thank you for, for making your debut. Thanks, Jeff. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Good time. No worries. Um, we're recording the next podcast week today, next Sunday, Sunday evening. Um, thank you for listening, and as ever, the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. in the dirt. Now gather around and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.